Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Presenting a really big deal for young drivers. Get a great price on the car cover you need with our 20% sign-up discount. Just search Super Value Insurance and get a great quote now. This car insurance is underwritten by AXA Insurance DAC. Super Value Financial Services DAC trading as Super Value Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. I'm Cleveland Heap. Welcome to the Cove. Welcome to Second Take Podcast's review of Lady in the Water, starring Paul Giamatti and Bryce Dallas Howard, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I hear splashing sounds. Hello? Hey! I saw you! I saw you! I don't know who you are, but you did something to my thoughts. Where are you from? The blue world. When the door to her world is opened. Oh my god. Others will come through. Some kind of dog. <laughs> Are there any wolves in this area? Hyenas? An animal that size doesn't just walk around not be seen. And the fate of this world. Why is she here? She's trying to save us. This man deserved to be saved. Lies in her hands. What do you see? He's hearing the word of God through a crossword puzzle. And I'm Sebastian. This is like a moment from a horror movie. I'm Andy Schossler. Hello. Is the bathroom on this level working? And I'm Julia Sintrager. The film critic. No. (laughs) Hello and welcome to our review of Lady in the Water. Yay. Yay. Shyamalan's back and (sighs) is never going away again. Hey, uh, hey, uh. Shyamalan's back. But before Shyamalan could return, Julie came back. Julie, who are you? 
I'm Julie Eisentrager. What's a Julie Eisentrager? You know what a Julie Eisentrager is I'm now. well aware, but every podcast is somebody's first podcast. So. Well, I'm from lots of other podcasts. Head over to That's Not Canon Productions. Find me. There. It's a treasure hunt. <laughs> Find me. Literally just like spin your hand in a circle with your finger extended and just point at the screen. You might hit one of the ones that Julie's in. You it's probably will. Fair yeah. chance. Or you'll find us again. Or something she's guested on. Yeah. 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 All right, Shyamalan is back, baby. God, I wish he would just stop. No, we're not even halfway through our series of Shyamalan films. I know. <laughs> he made like two or three good films. And we're going to review all of them. <sighs> all the good ones with all the bad ones. I have never seen this film before. Any of you guys? No. No, I hadn't. Oh, okay. So we're all fresh. <laughs> <It's exciting. laughs> I didn't know this film existed until you put, you put on the list to, to watch. Lady in the Water. Surely he means Disney classic Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> Is that right? Is that the right name? I've never yes, seen it. That's the right name. That's the one about the dogs, right? Yes. Yay. <laughs> and the whole meatball scene. That is from that movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've never seen that one. Any good? That film is memorable. This film's memorable. Memorable mm. moments. This film's etched into the back of my brain. I close my eyes at night and I see Paul Giamatti hitting a cockroach with a broom. The Lucky. Quicker, the quicker I can forget this film, the better. <laughs> no. I, it's fun. All right, well, we'll jump straight into it then, I guess. Let's do it. Yeah, let's start excited. with- excited. Well, wait, what, what do we do? Oh, I don't know. Trivia. Shall we just start with the verdict? Shall we? S- <laughs> I wish we could. No, let's hit trivia. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> it's still great because Julie hates that last one. All right. Trivia, 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 trivia. Budget for this film of $70 million. That's a lot. You could have said seven and I wouldn't have been surprised. 70 is excessive. 70 million. You may say that seems awfully high for a film that is shot in the same location. In a motel, yes. Yeah. Well, they built the apartment complex and several houses, especially for the film. Is this a thing like in Signs where- they developed a new way of building apartments. No, like, or like they, they actually, it's now a functioning apartment that someone owns or. I don't know if it's still functioning because it was built on the side of a warehouse. So okay. whether it was still usable, but you know, the shell and everything, it was all real. It wasn't a set. It was all real. It's- I, I do like that he goes to the effort of building them instead of just finding a know, vacant right? apartment block. But yeah, but he, he built it on, on a, on a warehouse site in Pennsylvania uh, and shot around the working hours of, of the warehouse. He keen as a bean for f- Pennsylvania. He has to go, is he from Pennsylvania? Because that's where Unbreakable was set, right? The majority of his movies are set was in it Pennsylvania. Split? Yeah, yeah. It the could, village is set in Pennsylvania. It could, be, it? A, it could <laughs> be a thing like a Stephen King where he's just got a hard-on for Maine. Yep. Anything that happens in <laughs> well, Maine. But he's from Maine, isn't he? Or, possibly. I think. But uh, there could be some tax incentives for filming in Pennsylvania as well. He's Possibly. thrifty is what you're saying. Maybe. Okay. Thrifty. Maybe. That was a nice but, way of putting it. But budget of 70 million. Don't know if they sold the complex, uh, the apartment complex or anything to make some of that money back, but the film itself only cleared 72 oh. in the gross box office. Not as popular, but again, he kind of broke even, well, I, which is which is the lowest you'll ever yeah, really get out of Shyamalan. It's not great, is it? No, the but he doesn't rule, flop and that's that's important. The rough rules to hit double what you make yes, because of marketing, marketing and, and yeah, stuff. Right. So this actually may have still been a loss. 
Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. unfortunate. But it wasn't a flop in, 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 yeah, in, yeah. in the sense that it was a disaster. And he had so much heart in this one too. That's what's so disappointing. No, that's oh, – we'll, we'll get to it. Like he we'll had good to, intention. We'll get to the bad stuff, but him being in this one as much as he was Oh, was, no, that's not what I mean. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I mean. I'll tell you in trivia, in my trivia. <laughs> so would you care to take a guess uh, as to who else was considered for the role of Cleveland Heap? Okay, well, Paul Giamatti. So that got it. obviously means that Stanley Tucci was the other choice because they're the same <laughs> human being. Um, okay, is this person similar in any way to Giamatti, or is it a completely off kilter casting choice comparatively? I don't know. I would, I would, I would say they're completely different. Same age. Hmm. Which, which okay? Who was sexier, Paul Big Giamatti star. or the oh, other one? I don't know. This guy was definitely sexier. Okay. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Don't cheat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He is. About the same age? I want to have a fun game guessing here, but I'm, I'm giving no facts here apart from just someone else. And there was sexy. He's also he's also been accused of being in a lot of bad films. Oh, yeah. Cage? No, Costner. <laughs> oh, Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. I suppose this is kind of like Field of Dreams. <laughs> in a but- sense that it was set somewhere <laughs> in America. But Giamatti was Shyamalan's first preference and he- Answered first. I, I'm very happy with that choice. Yeah, yeah. are we all? Jim Martin's really fun. I think he's a good pick yeah. for the for the role. I want to see him in more movies. In fact, I know he pops up as a lot in a lot of films as a side character, yeah. but as a lead, he was pretty engaging. I thought he's pretty. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's I'll pretty take good. it. Yeah. Um, so Shyamalan created the story as a little bedtime story for, to yeah. tell to his to his girls, and then they ripped apart the <laughs> ravenous film critic who said Daddy's films weren't any good. <laughs> what? Oh, I mean. Yeah, we no, never no see the critic again. No subtext there whatsoever. <laughs> you know that's a joke though. Yes. That's a very like clear joke. Yeah. The glasses, yeah. weren't they the same glasses that frickin' um Frickin' um What's the critic? Frickin' um. <laughs> Mr. Frickin' um. I'm gonna do some googs, but people, uh, people take things way too seriously sometimes. Far too seriously, and they get really mad about it and you're like he meant like he's joking. Yeah, it was it was tongue in cheek. Literally that's right. a joke. But he, it was, it was really just a, originally just a bedtime story that he would tell his- Yeah, Roger Ebert. Kids. He wears the same freaking glasses as Ebert. That's the thing. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I was yeah. like, I've seen that, those, the glasses yeah. the critic wears. They're the same freaking circles that- um, But the same actor that yeah. plays the critic also plays the NBC producer in Seinfeld. And he's also a bit grumpy and- yeah. And you know, also plays Phoebe Buffay's dad in Friends. He does that too, but Friends is an awful show and we don't talk about it's it. It's true. Yet. This is Friends and Margaret. Don't. No, it's so long. I'm a boo you. <laughs> I have it, the power. Just get it done with. <laughs> I'll nine seconds of boo you. So, so he, three hours of boo So he developed this story that he came up with into a film and into a, a genuine children's book that he released yes. on the same day. What's that? Called cool Lady in the Water? Uh, yeah, I presume so. I would. I haven't seen the book. Or is it that man? Um, no, that's a massive novel. Or is it just man naf, in a story naf. or something? Oh, <laughs> oh the uh, Babadook. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> is it the man? What? I was like, oh, the Babadook book. Yep. That's a, that's that's a good a, film. No, the book in the Babadook. They sold that as well. So mm. Shyamalan. Okay, this one, this one may be uh, easier to guess because there are a lot of names on here. Mm. So Shyamalan had a wish list for male supporting actors. Some actors he had worked with before and some were newcomers to the Shyamalan yeah. world. Would you care to guess? Yeah, I'm going to say the one-armed muscle man was meant to be John Leguizamo because <laughs> it looked like him and I thought it was him it for half the film. It did look like him, didn't it? And I was like, because they've worked together in, in The yes. Happening. So I was like, it has to have been him, right? Yeah. Was that one of them? 
No. Oh, oh wicked. No. Bullshit. Uh, no, I, mean, I call are, bullshit because we know he was, right? These are names of people who weren't in the film, but were on his wish list of, of people to work with. But Leguizamo wasn't one of them. No. Oh. Not, s- not on the list according to IMDb. Uh. Maybe, you know, in, in, my in head Shyamalan's <laughs> secret list of, 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 of wish list. But he'd worked with uh, um, William Hurt before, of course, yep. on uh, in, in The Village. Um, Sidney Poitier was on the list. Of, there, there are a lot of a lot of names here that you wouldn't expect to see in a Shyamalan film just because they are, how would you say it? Like they are A-list. Yeah. These are, these are elites al- of, also, of acting. we're not seeing them when, in when, we're not, And that may be telling <laughs> for <laughs> what they think of him. People used to want to really be in and We spoke about it during the period of Signs and Unbreakable. Yes. That people were like, get us yeah. in them damn films. Well, and, and he did get some big names to, to, to join in. With it, like Mel Gibson in, mm. in Science, well, of course, Bruce Willis. Sarah Paulson was like, whatever, just sign yeah. me up for Glass. Yep. So. I'm curious if he was given the budget of 70 mil by the studio and it was planned to go to this fantastic cast that didn't arrive and he's like, what do I do with this extra <laughs> $40 million? I'm building a, I'll build a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Mr. Monopoly money bags, you jerk. You can, anyway. Um, so, so on this list were uh, William Hurt, Sidney Poitier, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder's a good one. Alec Baldwin, Vince Vaughn, Forrest Whitaker. Vince Vaughn would have been the crossword guy, I reckon. Yeah. Don Cheadle. And apparently- Vince Philip- Vaughn would have been a stoner, actually. Yeah, maybe. In, he would have been part of the fellowship. And apparently Philip Seymour Hoffman was offered the role, some undisclosed role. Mm. Couldn't track down what it was, but had to turn it down because of scheduling conflicts. If I had cast Hoffman, he either would have been as Giamatti's character or as the- the guy that's in the, watching the TV for half of the movie that comes out just to join them at the very end. I can't remember his character's name. The one really? that was- Who? No, no, no. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that character there. You think the, so? I, I'm, I'm trying to cast these other guys. I reckon Forrest Whitaker would have been the crossword guy. Yeah, I think- I, I said Vince Vaughn for him, but I think Vince Vaughn would have been with the stoner group. Yeah. Because that, that's easy casting. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think what year Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away. It wouldn't- Oh. Wasn't that long ago, wasn't it? It was in the oh, last five I, years. Tens, yeah. Yeah, okay, in the tens, maybe, yeah. But it was it was probably longer than you expect. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, no. When did the last Hunger Games come out? Because he passed away during production of, the, of that one. I don't know. Well, neither did I. But it was during the production of that last film that he passed. <laughs> but I that's that was, my point. <laughs> so, and that, that's only that, that franchise only ended within the last five years, yeah. at least. Oh, there you go. Fair. Sorry. Okay. I think I never saw the very last one for some reason. I think it was because of a lack of Hoffman, <laughs> um, <laughs> or a lack of. Quality. They weren't terrible. This were very good either. <laughs> the first one I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed it more because of the parodies that came out after it. <laughs> I think that it just like just like the Twelfth Man kind of gave this. Uh, I don't know enjoyability to to cricket commentary. Oh, yeah. In the same way that the parodies of it made the original a bit more entertaining. Yep. Any more trivia? No more trivia from me. No. I'm tapped down. All right. Let's continue on with the segment that we call Movie Babies. Rock on. If I got it. Yeah. Ask the La Vista baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I have four. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, wow. It's a very big smoothie. Well, I kind of struggle to hit this both tonally and narratively because it's kind of weird. Yes. Um, so- that's an understatement. For the fairy tale <laughs> aspect of it all, this is a this, this, this one I'm going to name is too much of a compliment for this film. I didn't hate this film, but it's not in the same realm. Um, I went The Princess Bride. Okay. Um, okay. Mixed with Water Horse, which is about 
kids finding the Loch Ness Monster. It's a children's film. It's horrible. Right. Uh, adaptation. And have you guys ever seen the Ryan Reynolds film, The Nines? No. It's one of those films where Ryan Reynolds plays, he plays like three different characters in it. Is that the one where he's a serial killer? I think in the end he does murder someone from memory, yes. Right. Um, but that whole film, you don't know whether he's playing, because his character is an actor. Is, is one, of, one of his characters is okay. an actor and you jump between watching his character, the actor, and he plays another third character. And the way it plays it, you don't really know which one you're watching at any given time. So you have this okay. entire feeling of just, it's, like, it's, like, it's almost like a dream. Okay. And that for me was tonally where this film hit me because the entire thing felt kind of like a fever dream. Well, I went again, probably a bit more literally with this one, went with Splash because of the, the <laughs> is, water mermaid Is that creature. also like- is that like Water Horse? <laughs> so, so we- no, <laughs> but it is a love story. So it was mine. And it's Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> splash mixed with the never ending story. I got never ending story from the village a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? I thought that one, especially like with Artax going through the swamp, that's where yeah. the blind girl was going through the forest. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's good pull for this one too. Yeah. I had, again, very little. The Little, <laughs> the little Mermaid. Nice. Cross. Um, what was my other one? Oh, The Ring, purely oh, for aesthetics. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the Ring, as in like the horror movie? Mm. I'm not saying you're wrong. Can you just elaborate because I'm not following? Because it just reminds me like the girl, the silent girl that's just standing there with the long droopy hair. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm with you now. Okay, yep. <laughs> All right, well, let's- I didn't say it was good. <laughs> move to tweets, I guess. And today I'm going to read it to you. It's going to be sports in it. Are you kidding Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Okay. Follow me on this one. Okay, following. One small man must go on a quest with a fellowship of travelers to return an ancient power to its home with the assistance of a giant eagle. (laughs) Very happy with that one. That's good because you can't confuse that with any other film. <laughs> it's, what I like is how specific it is to the, <laughs> to the story. If Shyamalan wrote comedy sketches, he'd have the volume turned down slowly, forcing people to turn their speakers up for a final window shattering burst. Hashtag stop being meta. <laughs> <sighs> Mermaid consults evil sea witch for legs. <laughs> In turn, losing voice. <laughs> Hashtag the Little Mermaid. Hashtag yeah. not Lady in the yeah. Water. Yeah. <laughs> so what I like is how this film is only one film by itself and not an amalgamation of other films that we've all Certainly seen. not. It is completely original, completely unique. <laughs> good. All right. Let's jump into it then. Let's start with the good, I say. All right. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! I like this movie. It was really fun. I haven't seen it before. I thought it'd be stupid. It was stupid, but it was a fun kind of stupid, but I wasn't like laughing at it and enjoying this. Isn't, this for me, it wasn't B-movie shit like Catwoman where it's, it's very <laughs> bad, but you're laughing at the film and having a good time. I love Paul Giamatti. It was fun to watch him. Agreed. I liked the story. I liked the whole mystery and following the law and trying to assemble the team needed to do this thing, but it's all everyday people. So it's not like you've got to go find the old wise wizard and you pick the man with the big gray hat or whatever. <laughs> I like throwing that fantasy narrative into an apartment block, as stupid as it sounds. This film is ridiculous, crazy nonsense, but I liked it. I don't know why. I thought it would be trash. 
And I guess it kind of was, but possible trash. It's, I don't know. What, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> it's, you are. <laughs> it's just too weird. It is. And that's not a that's not a good thing. For I don't me. know, but so I, just, I, won't, I won't I won't say anything about that until we get to the band oh. section. But the thing I did like about this was Paul Giamatti was his mm. performance. He and honestly, all of the cast, apart from one person, which is going to come from the bad, I just found so endearing. I just wanted, I just liked everyone in every. I just wanted to just sit there and just watch them do everyday things in their really? life because they were all just. Either very interesting or very playing things so sincerely. The guy with that's been working out one side of his body is the weirdest fucking thing to have in a story. It's so Who thinks stupid. of that and then writes it in? It's crazy stupid. It is. But it was just just watching it and having this craziness wash over me. I think some got in my mouth or something. And I think it spiked me because I was just like, this is great. More of this. I don't know what happened. I it's not good, but I loved it. Do you do you generally find you that, <laughs> that you like films that are just bizarre? No, I okay. I actually like things thing, things that are not even campy bad. Like you know, somebody really trying to do a good job of it, and it turned out horribly. Do you enjoy those things? My reference for people that do bizarre things and bizarre in films for the sake of it is Tim Burton, and I okay do not like Tim Burton. Okay. Uh, one movie of his passes the bar with me, and it's Sleepy Hollow. I hate everything else I've seen from him. I think he's a terrible director. I hate his aesthetic. Well, even the I, even the first Batman's. He doesn't really delve, he doesn't really Tim Burtonize them as much. I mean, the one with the one with the okay. penguin he does, but the first one with the Joker, that's like a normal filmmaker doing a normal filmmaker's job because he was. I think okay. I, I think the studio reined him in a little bit. That's possible, but for me, that's not even really a Tim Burton film. It's a film that Tim Burton made. Yeah, I know. I, I get what you're saying. I hate what he does visually. I hate the kind of characters <laughs> he has. They're all so sad. Isn't life tragic? <laughs> and there's this weird spiral designs and everything as well. It's anyway. Dislike, weird for weird's sake, does not, I right. I avert it. I think, like, I didn't like particularly this movie. <laughs> I thought the story could have been done. I think the story was good, but I think we have, again, the classic problem of M. Night Shyamalan having too many too many cooks, like He's, being all him. Yeah. I, was wondering, I think there was enough cooks is the problem in that sense. I think it was the fact that it was just M. Night unrestrained. That's the problem. Yeah. So I think if this script was given to Wes Anderson, we might have had a better film. Wes Anderson is not a fantastic pull for an idea. He's great. So it's, you give the same script to Tim Burton, trashy, trashy. <laughs> Wes Anderson, or you get freaking, what's that hotel movie you did? Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. You just end up with a small version of that in an apartment block. Yeah, and I think that would work. Yeah, no, 100%. With this. Yeah. Shyamalan is a great universe builder. Like if you were to sit down to write a script, it would be wonderful to get like a first draft from him of what he wants the world to look like, the characters that are going to be there, what the, what the premise is going to be, but leave all the dialogue for somebody else Mm. because he, he, he's not a great dialogue writer. He's either too literal or too pretentious. Mm. And it just, everything. look, I'll I'll save this for the bad because we're in the good (laughs) section. Again, save it all. <laughs> Paul Giamatti kind of didn't wasn't good enough to save it, but I enjoyed every bit of him on screen. It's weird. Yes, one of the reasons I love um, Edgar Wright films is because when you rewatch them, you have so much added value because you can yes. see nothing was not not used. Everything yes. was perfectly used. Nothing went to waste. This is kind of Shyamalan's version of that for me because every. <laughs> 
weird bullshit moment actually had some narrative payoff in this. So from that perspective, it was quite a satisfying film because there was never any dropped points here or there. Every ridiculous bullshit character that's brought in does something. Now I've seen some of the happening, which I think we're reviewing a further down the line with this, where there's just a character that just talks about hot dogs for five minutes. And that has <laughs> no relevance in the film at all. It's hilarious. Or is it? Oh, I guess we'll, we'll get to that. But I, he, I know he can be quite wasteful at times too, but in this, every person that's brought up, every line actually was driving towards one point. So from that perspective, I thought the script was quite tight, yeah. but also frivolous at the same time. It's so weird. This is like a case study of a film, isn't it? Like it's so weird. It would make for a good case study film. Yeah. Of I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the good camp right now. You can interpret it any way you like, I guess. But you guys are itching for it. Do you want to jump into the bad? Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. So Shyamalan's dialogue <laughs> is in this one, in this film especially, is probably the thing I have the biggest problem with. Mm-hmm. Every film that he does, he has dialogue that seems like it's going to sound poignant and important and, you know, be some sort of revelation, but a lot of the time it just comes off being a little bit silly or a little Mm. bit confusing or just gibberish. This one highlights it. You know, it hypercharges all of that. And it's and like the names. The names of these creatures, the NARF. The, that's, that's what, um, that's like Pinky in the Brain. Yeah, that's the- exactly what Pinky used to, NARF. Yeah. That's exactly what he used to say. It's so stupid. So I don't know where he got these names from, but none of them, none of them sound like, you know, you, you, you can take them seriously. The mm. name story was not enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a metaphor, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> No, stop it. Stop <laughs> stop trying to tell stories within stories, Shyamalan. Just it's, tell us a, a story. Just give her a, a delightful name. Yeah. Like Periwinkle Nutterbutter. But but even the thing like like her name being story. Yeah. It's a cute name. No, it's just good. <sighs> but you can I tell I don't need it. But you can tell that Shyamalan is thinking, ah, people are gonna read into this and they're gonna wonder if she's, you know, the narrator of the film, if she's uh, if she's you know above the film, if she's controlling all the things, and no, we don't need that. We don't the narrator need- of the film, however, <laughs> is this. Sorry, I always think of the trivia like at the last part. <laughs> the narrator of the film is the same guy that narrates the beginning of Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Do you know who he was? No. Delightful. Da- David Ogden Steers. Uh, oh, who, what? Who played um, Captain Winchester in Match? Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh, the things you learn, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mash. <laughs> Mash is a great show. No, I've watched Mash. I was going to say, sorry, like, I'm going to have to come across the table and slap you. If I may not have only seen two Disney films, <laughs> but I'm not a monster. I've watched all of Mash. So I couldn't. Very I, sad ending. Very sad. <sighs> I couldn't. The chicken just wouldn't show oh, up. And anyway, the oh. ending in this one, the, the kind of just stopping in the middle of the action ending. The eagle comes down, takes story, and then that's that it. That was the budget running out. Did you not get that? I thought that was a metaphor for the studio being like, what? No. Right, it. The electricity is going off. <laughs> shutting off power to the building. You feel the eagle scene already because we're going without. It just kind of stops. Yeah. Which is not satisfying That's at all. because the story left. 
<laughs> ah, very good. You welcome. See, see? Uh, it all makes sense. I hate it. No, the the whole film, I was cringing every time somebody opened their mouth. Yeah, because I knew they were going to say something stupid, I and they did. But yeah, not they only did. that, stupid and boring, and not even. Yeah, and not even creative in an interesting kind of way. It is just flat. It's just, yeah. And I think they said everything that needs to be said in that opening sequence. Pretty much. Anyway, I'm like, well, that's the, that's yeah. neat. No, let's so, tell that five times again. So what's going to happen? <laughs> I should, oh, the same stuff. I should clarify. I don't think this movie was clever. I just think it was kind of funky. No. It's okay to be entertained, Seb. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Like, that's it's just a weird – I say it's weird. I don't want to oversell it either. I've seen weirder, weirder no. films. Just look at freaking Lynch. Yeah. Like, you can find some batshit crazy films out there. This film is just – it was weird, man. I can't – no. I should be able to describe it better seeing as it's my job, but it was just – The fact that yeah. you enjoyed it is not necessarily an endorsement that it was good. I understand. But I'll actively say – it's kind of not good. <laughs> it does I've, make me worry about anything that you create. Yeah. I, I, found it, I found it weird, too weird to enjoy, and I just didn't get what mm. was happening. I couldn't, I couldn't get on board with the ideas. I couldn't get inside the world. It was just laughable. And that's, that's the thing I found. I, at no point was I, like, submerged in that world. Yeah. I was bored yeah. outside of that yeah. world. I'm yeah, like, get much. to whatever point you're trying to make yeah. because I'm bored. Can I get your guys' reactions to one particular scene? Sure. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti on the couch with the milk moustache, just like <laughs> kicking his legs like a little kid. What was that, going on there? He was told by um, the daughter that my mother needs to see you no, no. as a child to want to help you. That was the advice he was given. This but, is the execution of how he took on that advice. It was. That was the moment I was like, Something's wrong. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. has gone terribly because, wrong. Because he's not acting like a child at all. He's acting like a psychopath. My guess yes. is that his his first pass at that, Shyamalan pooed it, and he said, "No, I think maybe it should be something more like this." See, I think and it's then the way he around. was completely directed in I, that scene. I think he was micro directed as yeah. well. Yeah. I thought it was the other way around. I thought that's what like he would have done that as like a, an, a warm up exercise no. and then done the real one. And Shyamalan's like, nah, nah no, the he's, first yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, I was just kind of stretching my acting yeah. muscles for sure. <laughs> now, I, oh. I, I don't think that was that was Paul Giamatti because he, I think he has good instincts. Yeah, Every, everything mm. else I've seen him in, he he seems to fall into the role, and he plays a lot of different roles. He seems to fall into it very naturally. So this one, I get the feeling like it was. He was over, overrode, overwritten mm. yep. by 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 yeah. Shyamalan. All right, it was yeah, it was just bizarre, and yeah. all the and all the for all the efforts he went to in the village to make it to make it look nice and look like an actual film, all those weird, weird tilts and yeah. hanging on shots and framing them bizarrely and not showing people's faces, all of that is back. I don't know That's why. His shtick. Wait, that that and talking to the camera is his shtick. Okay, so did when, I see when you're first introduced to? Uh, not China Moon, Sung, Young Young Soon. Yes. Yeah. Young Soon. Rufio. Yes. When you've got the red hair <laughs> on top. Yeah. When you're first introduced to her, she just walks past the camera up to uh, Paul Giamatti and I can't remember who else. He, he's the critic. The, uh, yes, yes, yes. The uh, he's, he's he's moving into the uh, the complex. Um, you see you see her with her back to the camera, and then that's it. There's no over-the-shoulder shot showing her face or anything. She just delivers her dialogue and kind of blocks Giamatti from, from the camera at the same time. Yeah. And that's fine. And Shyamalan gave that a big old tick. Yes, I'll use that. Thank you. No Looks need to move that camera around. No need to you know stand good. a little bit more to the right. 
I don't get it. I don't get why people revere him as somebody who's fantastic. I don't. I, I know. He, yeah, I don't get it when he does it. When someone like Wes Anderson does it, then I'm like, possible because it has a purpose. And you can actually see something. Yeah. You but can actually see like there's some thought in it. It's I not just like trying something Shyamalan weird. I feel like does it without purpose. Yeah, he just tries stuff. Just to do it. And sometimes it works. And which is why it's so dangerous that he's in this film. <laughs> because he's in this film a lot too. He's in, he's in it a lot. This is too not much. a cameo role. Well, I was no. going to say, guys, I've forgotten. Where was the Shyamalan cameo? And then I pause and like, oh, that's right. I can't remember a cameo because he was- Almost a main character in no, this he film. He just plays yeah. Shyamalan. Yep. He just he shows he's up a writer. Shyamalan. <laughs> Predicting <watching> his own <laughs> death. <laughs> watching him deliver as well. Deliver lines and you're just like, oi, buddy. He's not an actor. Like you're not an actor. And no. you're, maybe you might be, but you're definitely not a film actor. <laughs> like, try Shakespeare. So it was just too weird. Mm. You that's, say that's too weird. I say weird. It's you found it entertainingly weird. Yeah, I found it too bizarre to engage with. Mm. Yeah, just yeah, way, got, way too I, out there. I was bored by how weird and it ostracized me as an audience. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Why I would, are you I would doing complete- this? I can't engage. Yep. I don't get what you're trying so to tell me, Shyamalan. I just appreciate stupid. that now. I mean, ignore narratively, even just like from a filmmaking aspect, where like his cinematography. I just I appreciate that he's trying different things, and yes. A lot of the time they're not great, but sometimes he'll hit something new and you're like, oh, that's interesting. And as opposed to just, he could do the safe thing and just hire some, any cinematographer, <laughs> hey, film me a basic film. And then we would have that and it would just be the general weirdness of the story. And that's probably an okay choice too, but I appreciate that he's like, fuck it. Let's try and see if it works. <laughs> if he fails, that's great. Some filmmakers going to watch this and learn from it, and hopefully not fail. If he's happy to, if he's happy to be the learning blocks and the foundations of this, someone's got to do it. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's possibly. what they and spent seventy million dollars on <laughs> learning for other people. Hey, well, it, it'll help them in the future. <laughs> it's investing in yourself. It's like getting an education, guys. Going to university. The man is bankable, right? He he gets work. Because when he fails, he doesn't lose that much money. But when he makes a hit, my God, does that mm. does yeah. those dollars come rolling? Yeah. In? And yeah, he is weird. He does try new stuff. He is a bit of a risk taker. He's not refined in the same way other directors are. And that's for some people. That's that that's a big draw. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. There are so few of his projects that I enjoy, and this one is. Stand out the weirdest one of all of them. Yeah. So, do you prefer Signs over this? Because I know you really didn't take the Signs. Signs was just dull. This one is bizarre. Yep. Mm. Okay. Did you guys want to move on to verdicts then? Please. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Slap it on with the might of Zeus. I'm going to go last because I want to end on a positive note. <laughs> All right. That's, ooh, what's he going to say? <laughs> it was your suggestion, so that's that's fair enough. I, I guess I, I saw this for the first time now. As I said, I didn't even hear about it until it was put on the list of, of films we were going to do this year. Uh, it's- it's just, I, I, I don't even really know how to describe it. All, all I can think of to say is that it is a weird, bizarre premise with weird, bizarre names that you just can't latch onto in any way. 
there's no familiarity whatsoever with any other story, with any other uh, uh, narrative, with any other world. I just you just can't latch on. I couldn't enjoy it. Mm. Oh, so yeah. sad. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I could ever watch this film again unless it was part of some novelty or you know somebody was playing a drinking game or whatever it happened to be drink every time you have a regret <laughs> <laughs> every second you see Shyamalan. <laughs> i again yeah, i'm not going to watch it again it was boring i didn't connect to any character i couldn't be immersed in that world it's a good story but it's an interesting story. I thought story was actually one of the weaker points. But not- Oh, I forgot to mention Bryce Dallas Howard was the weakest point in this film for me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the bad thing I meant to bring up. My bad. Well, yeah, she was. Yeah. But a good story, but not executed well or yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, pass. I might watch this film in the next six months. I was- I, I need to see it again. Goes home I, and watches I, it today. I'm thinking about- I just don't have time, but- I'm trying to think about it and I'm hoping that there's some stuff that I missed. I don't think that there is. I think this film is exactly what we all think it is. It's just, I think we, and for record, I think we all saw the same film. I just think for me, it was like <laughs> for some reason, like I see all the flaws that you guys are talking about, but for me, they were just kind of funny. So, right. but not, oh. no, it's so bad. It's funny. Just sort of like it's quirky. So from that perspective, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Maybe maybe you had to be in the right frame of mind, in the right mood. I was actually really tired when watching okay. it too. That might have helped. Delirium. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the ending is the weakest part of this film, but I think all of the setup was great. And the ending, to be fair, I'm talking about the last 20 minutes of this film. Yeah. So pretty much after the group has been fully assembled and they're going into final battle territory, that's the part where I kind of did turn off. But everything else before that- it was just really fun. I enjoyed Paul Giamatti doing his Giamattiisms and all that. It was a good time. Um, I'm not going to give like a high recommendation though, but maybe uh, you know, if the message just, was something, for me. yeah, if the message was something real, like you know, you've all you've all started working together, you've all started to cooperate, and you know, now I can leave. No, she's just kind of yanked no common out. Goal. Yeah, oh, I learned nothing from this movie. No. There's, there's no there's no parable in, hidden in here. There's no secret message. If he's reading this to his kids, he needs to revise that and maybe slip in a little message for them anyway so they can take something from it. Too late, it's published. Oh, <laughs> to me, all I'm seeing is, yeah, Lord of the Rings was a good story. This yeah. is far beneath that. Like, yeah. yep, at least Lord of the Rings slipped in. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You can make a difference. No, this is just, hey, as long as you're Paul Giamatti, you'll eventually find out what your role is in life and in a film. That's right. So, That's true. Yeah. And, and magic happens. That's it. Yep. <laughs> magic. <laughs> All right. So we're doing this in a little bit in advance. So I'm going to run with the assumption that Captain Marvel is our current champion. Oh dear. And that she continues to be after this film. <laughs> <laughs> Without even seeing what her power set fully is, I assume that she can defeat Anything from this film. Really? What if Paul Giamatti locks her out of the building? Just blow up the building. Changes her key. In the trailer, she crashes into a building on her arrival to Earth. So I think she just do that into a room. She just accidentally. (laughs) Hear me out. What if she doesn't have a stomach of steel and Paul Giamatti gives her some very, very out of date milk? (laughs) Was Was that a thing in this movie that I've forgotten? No, no, no. Just on the couch, drink some milk. Just take milk the milk can be very de- debilitating as yeah. a weapon. <laughs> but like we're talking, it's about what, four hours from when you've had something bad to when you can start showing symptoms of food poisoning. So I think he's 
he died three hours and 59 <laughs> minutes and 59 seconds before she's even got a gurgle in the stomach. Ah, yes, but she's not going to feel great <laughs> that afternoon. She might win the battle, yeah. but, you know, long term. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be guilt and vomiting. Salmonella yes. is, is deadly. <laughs> yeah. She's not even really human. I think it's fine. So Captain Marvel, it's safe to say she's going to go until we get to Avengers, I assume. That's right. I'm a little bit concerned because they're pitching her as like the strongest of the Avengers. And I'm very curious what films are reviewing this year that will actually have something on her level. So this will be interesting. Time will tell. We're stuck with her until <laughs> until like DC next year or something. Maybe Shazam can take her down. No. <laughs> the Battle of the Captain Marvels. That's exciting. <laughs> Find us on Facebook. <laughs> we are Second Take Media Review Podcast. You can Instagram us at Second Take Podcast or you can tweet us from the future Ooh. at Second Take TNC. You got a website, secondtakepodcast.com and an email address, or should I say, no, it's an email address, <laughs> secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. But that's where we're from. Julie, where are you from? You can find me at that's not canonproductions.com. Just have a look, have a browse. You'll find me. I'm there. Yeah, I'm everywhere. Chilling. Just throw a dart at a board find whatever number you've hit then go to the website and count to that number in height <laughs> and then just slam your hand against the screen. It seems complicated. That's not gonna, you're not going to hear anything by doing that. But I sure. mean, slam, I guess. <laughs> oh, you mean like a podcast? No, that won't work. Unless you have like a touch screen. If you have like a Surface just Pro. Just okay. buttons until something starts playing. Oh Eventually. My. my, my, my. No? All right. Well, that's the podcast. Well done. Looking for the best deal on car or home insurance? Time to get busy. Do your research. Search online. Shop around. Ask a mate. Maybe the postman? Or for the best quote for you from the leading insurers, call Acorn Insurance on 1890-800-222 or visit acorninsurance.ie. That's it in a nutshell. Acorn Brokerage Limited Trading as Acorn Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.